of art are you involved with? Yeah, so um, I primarily, well, I consider myself a multidisciplinary artist. Um, I actually got my um, MFA in multidisciplinary art from the Maryland Institute College of Art. Um, it's in Baltimore, graduating 2018 from there. Um, so primarily sculptural stuff, um, I would say, but I've done like drawings, um, some digital stuff, some video art, some like larger installations, um, all kinds of stuff. So I like kind of like learning new techniques and materials, but I'd say my practice right now is mostly rooted in um, sculpture. Oh, very cool. Okay, and, and how did you first get involved with art? Be it, you know, any um, kind of art and then sculpture in particular, if you wanna talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say it probably started in like as far back as I can like as when I was a little kid I was always drawing as most kids do but then I could like continue doing it and realize I really enjoyed it uh, I think a lot of the adults around me kind of supported it and uh, my mom could draw um, mm -hmm. a little bit and she'd like to do it just as like a fun activity so she'd teach me how to draw things um, here and there and then I would say I, I always took art classes in middle school and then up into high school um, I would say sophomore year was like definitely a crucial year where I realized like I had a really great um, high school art teacher that really like instilled um, in me that like I had some like talent and some passion for it. So I had done some drawings then and like really got a lot of great feedback on them and thought like, oh, maybe this is something I want to pursue. So I would say that was like a crucial moment. And as I moved through high school, realized like I wanted to pursue it in college and then went off and thought I was going to study like graphic design or some sort of like and get into like advertising because I yeah. thought like oh that's like the only way you can kind of make money as an artist but yeah. then um went to just like a uh went, I went to Westminster College in Pennsylvania which is like a small liberal arts college and their arts program was small and they just have you enroll in like whether you're going to do graphic art or not you had to take like the fine art just like intro um drawing courses or whatever oh okay. and so they just auto enrolled me in those to begin with and I was like oh I like this a lot and I like the professors and I never ended up ever leaving fine art and just declared it as my major and just kind of dove into that and then sculpture specifically I think came about again it's actually kind of funny my like sophomore year of college wow. um, I went and studied abroad in London for a semester and kind of was just blown away by like all of the contemporary sculpture I was seeing like in a lot of the galleries and museums in London and I came back and took a sculpture course and I really haven't like stopped making sculpture since then. That's awesome. It, it's cool that you kind of figured that out, you know, that you kind of wanted to stay on the fine art side of things in, in college, you know, and you were able to kind of switch your major instead of kind of realizing years later, you know, I think that happens to a lot of people. So that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then is it, I know you, you spoke about your high school art teacher and your mother, but is there any other person who particularly influenced your art or your pursuit of, it, of art? Yeah, I would say, um, Actually, really, both my parents. I think my mom from like the drawing side, um, but then um, I think I, I always say I get a lot of my like intuition and like my ability to work with my hands from my dad. Okay. Uh, yeah. He was a he. Um, unfortunately, due to a, a heart attack when I was six, he was like permanently de or deemed permanently disabled, so he wasn't able to work. But it made him like a stay-at-home dad, uh, which mm -hmm. actually was pretty awesome growing up. And he was always like fixing things, and he kind of grew up and like the the with the mindset of like if he could figure out how to fix it he'd rather do it himself than like hire somebody to do it and he is like a career army guy so oh, he wow. like worked a number of like uh he worked for like westinghouse on these big generators so he had a great like knowledge of like how to work on his hands never went to college but like worked all, a bunch of different labor jobs where he picked up a lot of 
knowledge and just abilities to just like figure things out himself. And I think that's just in his nature to begin with. Um, so I feel like from early on, I like learned how to use tools from him and like watching them fix things. Um, and while my mom, I think was always a little bit more like anxious or cautious about like taking risks sometimes. Yeah. My dad, I feel like was always like, ah, I'll just figure it out. Like, yeah. or I'll just make it or like do whatever. Um, so I figure I feel like I got a lot, got a lot of that from him. And then specifically like, like sculptural since it's more, it's three dimensional. Um, I yeah. feel like, like, again, a lot of that comes from him. That's really cool that you had those kind of influences right from childhood. Yeah, um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And what would you say motivates your art? I think like the number one thing is like, I really can't see myself doing anything else. Like it really is a part of me. Like every, everything, every decision I've made in like the last probably 15, 10, 15 years of my life mm -hmm. has all been centered on like being able to like continue to make my work and like um, just make things in general and be an artist. Um, and while it's definitely difficult to be like a fine artist and make a living from it, I've always like, that's always been my trajectory of um, what, what can I do to continue to have like a studio practice mm -hmm. um, and have that sort of at the forefront of my being. Cause I can't really like see myself not being like making things like making art or making design objects. I don't know what to do with my free time other than like, make stuff. Like people are like, oh, you're always working in the studio. I was like, yeah, but that's like my, um, it's kind of like my release. Like um, like my one good friend here that I met in Rhode Island, he he goes to the gym maybe like twice a day sometimes, but for him yeah. it's like his, his, um, his release, but he like totally got it. He's like, yeah, the studio for you is like the gym for me. I was like, yeah, exactly. You go there and you just kind of get lost in time and yeah. um, make things and like, it's just a kind of a time to to breathe and like find yourself so yeah I'd say that's my main drive um of making my work and I just yeah I just like I think making things that like I kind of want to see exist yeah. in the world um and I like making like sculptures and objects that um both like I can live with and like that have some sort of like meaning or like they're like um I feel like sometimes my work is pretty serious and sometimes it's pretty playful. Like I like humor a lot. Um, so I'm kind of like all over the place. Like there's not really like, I would say some of my bodies of work have a sort of trajectory and then some are more abstract or more vague. Um, but yeah, I think just having my objects and like things I make in the world and then like having them kind of go beyond my, beyond me, like having other right. people sort of appreciate them and have them. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. And in terms of your the inspiration for your art, um, what would you say kind of are the things that inspire you to create, whether it be, you know, thematically or if there are, you know, there's scenes that you like to paint or you would or to create or you would like to do more abstract work, anything like that? As of now, too, like what I've been mostly working on, like sculpturally, like a lot of my influence, um, I would say, yeah, most of my sculptural influence um comes from like like forms found in nature um i think my first like foray into sculpture like i was using a lot of found plastic objects like a lot okay. of trash and things and in, in college and um and i was trying to recreate like or not recreate but like just create these sort of really natural forms with this really unnatural material um and that kind of like had me really become like hyper observant I think of like my surroundings all the time like specifically in nature I feel like when I was a kid 
um i spent a lot of time camping i was in like boy scouts growing up mm-hmm. um a lot of time just outdoors and uh, i think that like instilled like a love of, of nature and like natural things and i've always been interested in science too um as a kid so i think just like natural forms whether it be like biological or um more so i think now even mm-hmm. geological forms like things forms found in nature that are like formed by the earth um, that aren't necessarily alive, like really inspire me. Um, and then also too, like there's like the heavy nature inspiration, but then also I think like some like architecture and just like man-made spaces also really inspire me. Nothing in particular, but like, I think like the geometry of spaces and like mathematical side of spaces, but not really getting into like the nitty gritty of the math, but like more of the, of these, um, yeah, these more of like man-made spaces and how that kind of comes together with like nature and like with like symbiotic nature of that. Yeah, well, it makes sense then why you're you're into sculpture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's very cool. Um, and sort of along those lines, what what themes would you say emerge from your art? Um, I would say like from the work I'm doing now, like sculptural things, like the. The themes are, I, I guess, like just again rooted in like nature mm-hmm. or like natural forms, um, and like I think I don't know if it'd be considered a theme or not, but like scale is sort of important to me, um, and yeah. I've been working on like I've been mostly working with wood recently and thinking through like these sculptures that I make that have connections to the body, um, like the architecture, like these sort of bone forms, which is kind of like the architecture of the body um that's natural that's also mixed with like these um geological kind of like um geode like formations Mm -hmm. that are sort of abstracted so it almost becomes like the architecture of like the earth and like these minerals or rocks rock formations so all that kind of comes together into like sort of these abstract themes but now i'm thinking through um both I, i make sculptures that are just like just standalone sculptures but then um i also make um like utilitarian or like um sculptures that are like sculptural furniture I would say so it's like it has a utilitarian function but it is also still very sculptural and something beautiful um and the sort of style for both of those overlaps like the process overlaps um so now I'm kind of interested in creating these like environments where the sculptures kind of are kind of can be displayed alongside of the, the furniture and it all kind of comes together as like a cohesive Oh, that's um, really cool. Environment. Yeah. yeah. So where there's like this blending of like like the 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 space that you're in also blends with like the sculpture and vice versa. So that's kind of like what I've been working on like recently. That's very cool. So kind of the whole room would kind of be your your canvas. <laughs> that's yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah. And and what when you say like your functional sculptures, what kinds of things do you do you make with that? Um, so a lot of like wall shelves, um, some like, like end tables, okay, yeah. um, those sort of things. And yeah, like coffee tables sort of branching out into like, a, I've, I've started smaller and starting to like work larger now and like branching out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I want to like, I haven't, I haven't yet, but I want to design like some, some sort of like lighting that also is like sculptural. So whether it be like a, um chandelier kind of thing that hangs or um like wall sconces or something like that but yeah so kind of possibilities are opening up yeah that's really cool 
Um, sounds like you're just getting started with that. That's really awesome. Um, and then switching gears a little bit, if you want to talk a bit about any obstacles you faced over your career or earlier, just kind of in the pursuit of art. Yeah, so um, I would say definitely the like coming out of school and having debt and trying to make it as an artist and like having a fine art degree is like the yeah. number one challenge um but I'm always like I had very supportive parents thankfully too that's also like a big challenge I feel like people face is especially young young people that want to like pursue art is yeah um that was one hurdle that I didn't have to like jump over because my parents were pretty supportive of it um they're basically like just you could do whatever you want like follow your passion but just like whatever you do like work as hard as you can at it um, and you'll be successful at it. So I always had that mindset. Like I never, it was never like an option for me to just like go in and like do it halfway and then like just get the degree and then like do some other job. Like I was fully in it yeah. um, from the get go and I like haven't stopped since. So I think like that was, that's usually one hurdle, but I didn't, I didn't like necessarily have to deal with like the hurdle of like getting my, convincing my parents, but like yeah. then the hurdle of like, what do I do after? And I've got <laughs> student debt and um yeah. i gotta figure out like a job so i can pay rent and have eat and continue this practice um but so i ended up moving home back home after undergrad mm-hmm. um unfortunately my mom um, was diagnosed with cancer at that time so i'd moved home to kind of like be with her and like help my family out but in that meantime i was able to just kind of um, adapt and use the the basement of the house and like the backyard my dad's garage to like oh. I've kind of scaled down my work and just kept making things um and worked through that and um ended up getting a job it was kind of it's kind of a strange strange job but I was wor- ended up working for an artist in um Brooklyn um Yeshua Klaus who's um a primarily a printmaker but he's his work looks very sculptural even though it's 2d Mm -hmm. um long story short he kind of discovered me on instagram like seeing my work and then reached Mm -hmm. out to me um and hired me to help him like create these sculptures that he had done drawings for because he doesn't really know how to fabricate sculpture so he hired me to do that um but it was it was it worked out nicely because he was able to hire me but he doesn't have a studio that can handle like sawdust and like machinery and stuff uh-huh. um, he's because he's just a printmaker yeah and so I worked at my home and would like every couple months would drive out to his studio in New York and we'd talk about the work and then he would send mm-hmm. me like changes and work back and forth so um that was like that helped me get over like the initial hurdle of like finding yeah. work um was able to just work at home and like save some money and I was able to get my own little studio in my hometown and work oh. from there um and then um that's like kind of when I started making sculptural shelves too and like Mm -hmm. some things that are more um utilitarian because while like it's tough I think one of the another big hurdle is like you put a lot of work especially sculpture like hundreds of hours sometimes into a sculpture um and you try like you sell it even if you sell it for like a dollar an hour on your labor it's usually often like super expensive so the hurdle of like trying to like price your work and get it into the the hands of like people who really support you and appreciate it while also like trying to get paid for like the number of hours you put in is definitely like a a hurdle still something I'm I'm still working out to this day um but making like simpler things like I, I figured out my like a style that I can make these shelves that was sort of unique and then 
um, I can make them a lot like quicker and keep the price down and people helped yeah. by ordering those and like helping me pay rent. So I kind of yeah. learned that model earlier as well. Um, and then went off to grad school, like decided like that was the next big move. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of bought me some, <laughs> some time, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two years of like grad school, but incurring more debt though, on top of, of that. Of course, yeah. Um, <laughs> But, and then in that meantime, also like being just being proactive, like, okay, I got to figure out another job after I get out of school, like mm -hmm. making connections and ended up landing a job at um, St. George's school teaching art um, oh, wow. out here. So that helped in it, um, in the school offers sculpture classes. So I have, I have a shop here and like, oh, um, cool. can use like yeah. the studios whenever it's not being used by the students. So that kind of solved that, that problem too. So. Hey. There you go. It yeah. kind of leads up till now. Um, but yeah, so I'd say those are some of the bigger hurdles, but luckily, yeah. like with determination, I was able to navigate them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and so how has um, teaching art been for you? Oh, it's, it's yeah. been great because it's um, when I went to grad school, I was like thinking was like, well, teaching is usually like the number one way that, that artists like are able to make yeah. a living while trying to like make it as an artist as well yeah um and a lot of people like that I was like that I knew throughout college and just like personal like friends and family um everyone was like oh you should really like teach because like your your passion just like comes out like every time like someone interacts with you you're always like talking about art or you're showing somebody about so something about an artist or like yeah. this or that and I was like yeah I guess you're right um and it was just something that I wasn't like necessarily aware of because it was just right. part of me but other people were like pointing it out and I was like I should I'll definitely like pursue that in grad school then so um yeah. I was able to teach a few classes like undergrad classes when I was in grad school oh, and cool. get some like teaching experience there and like shadowed some professors um and really liked it a lot and um didn't think I would end up teaching high school because I but I didn't realize like the whole world of boarding schools were like a whole thing um, yeah, because I, <laughs> yeah, I went to a public school and then um, the boarding schools were like very different I was like oh they, they have like so many like the there's there's more offerings because I was like yeah. most most public high schools don't have like woodworking and yeah. shop any unfortunately anymore a lot they used yeah. to um, but a lot of these boarding schools do and I met this guy Mike Hansel who's been teaching here for like 20 something years um, I met him at an artist residency when I was in graduate school and he was telling me all about it. I was like, oh, that sounds like a great opportunity. Like I'll definitely yeah. look into those. And then he, um, they, they ended up hiring or they were looking for another art teacher here when I was graduating. So he let me know. Hey, um, awesome. and that's, yeah, that's how I ended up out here. So, but yeah, teaching's, teaching's great. Cause, um, the students are really like passionate about like wanting to make things. And mm -hmm. I just love being able to like show them um things that excite me in the art world and it's also great because I think like I've been rewriting a lot of the curriculum and like updating it here too because I think a lot of like what people think of as like art education is just like learning about the old masters and like yeah uh, Leonardo da Vinci and stuff and that can get boring and like I get I get that too like some yeah. of it's really fascinating but some of it, that's what your sort of mind jumps to I think yeah and like oftentimes I think people don't realize that there are artists out there like making a living like making really insane cool things um that are still alive and that aren't that you don't like have to make art and die for your work to become valuable yeah. Um, yeah. 
so I like instilling that in a lot of the students and showing them that like, oh, that that um, new hip hop artist that you're that you're listening to right there, like the album cover was designed by this artist and they, they make paintings and they do this or that, or like those shoes you're wearing right, are, are like a collaboration between an actual fine artist, not even like a fashion designer, like an actual painter yeah. who's like collaborate with like a fashion designer. So those cool, yeah. those, I like those moments a lot um, as being a teacher and yeah no that's a great age especially if you know they're taking art they're interested in art i'm sure mm -hmm. that means that's a great way to get them engaged i'm sure it means a lot they're probably they probably haven't been exposed to that before i would imagine so yeah yeah exactly yeah that's really cool and so in light of all that i guess i just what's your take on sort of that stereotype you know the, the starving artist <laughs> yeah um so oh, i've been i feel like i've been dealing with that since i was yeah <laughs> ever since like probably high school whenever I started saying like oh I'm gonna pursue art and they're like oh how are you gonna yeah good how you gonna do that <laughs> um it never I feel like it never really bothered me too much because like I knew what I was like after and like yeah people who really supported me could see that um there were definitely like family members who were like more it was more out of concern they're like well how are you gonna make a living I was like oh don't worry I'll figure it out yeah um yeah. But I think that was just even more drive to be like make sure that like I can I can do it and like keep going and like there's I, I would meet other artists too then like figure out like oh well they're they figured out they figured it out so um yeah I can figure it out and there's no there's no playbook for like how to become an artist after like undergrad or whatever yeah. like oftentimes like when you go to school to become a nurse, you like get a job as a nurse or you like you go to school to become yeah. a lawyer and you like apply at law firms or you like yeah. go to school to become like a chemist or something and you like yeah. work in a lab. Um, yeah. With artists, it's like, there's so many different things. Like number, like usually the teaching is like the, the obvious answer, but there's so many other options out there. And then like learning that like working for other artists is also like a viable job that's huge. Yeah. Cause a lot of people don't realize like, there are really big name artists out there that are putting out like huge shows and works that are worth a lot of money and highly yeah. collected. And oftentimes like they, they can't make the work themselves because it's just like with like, with anything, like the bigger it gets, the more production and like the, like the more hands you need. Like if there's, if you're working on like a 20 foot sculpture and you need like a whole show worth of them, you're, it's going to take you a few years if you yeah, did right? it by yourself. So oh, yeah. understanding that like, artists um there's jobs so like, you have all those skills and they're valuable to other artists as well too uh, so that's another cool thing to instill in my students as well that they um i often compare it to like architects who design buildings and then they have construction companies like help them build a building or like oftentimes like yeah. music writers like a lot of a lot of artists um have like song writers that are writing their songs for them like sometimes mm -hmm. they're not even writing their own songs they're they're just, yeah, singing, just them. singing them yeah um so like and then yeah the, there's even even big famous writers like stephen king has like whole teams of people like writing his books for him and like with him like it's ma mainly his ideas but like he's putting out x number of books a year yeah could, there's not one single no person way. could write that much so i think once yeah. they realize like oh yeah it happens in other industries too like that's also a possibility so um but yeah anyway go back to the stereotype of like the starving artist thing yeah um yeah I think that was just like a drive for me to like show people like I can create things that um that are interesting that people want that that people like want to um take care of and cherish and 
own someday and like um so i feel like yeah that that i've been able to like just push past that as the years have gone on and then now being a teacher i kind of like push against the whole starving artist thing young with with the kids that way they don't get discouraged or like if you have a student like maybe really wants to pursue but everyone's been telling them like oh no you you're never going to be able to do that so i feel like because i had a lot of people telling me that when as i as i was growing up as well so yeah carrying that forward no absolutely that that's great i think that's something that needs to be out there because you do hear so much oh you know good luck doing that or it's not really a whole lot of support just because you know it is difficult but finding those avenues to make a career yeah yeah, and then and then if you just want to describe your current workspace that you actually create in, um, you know, just kind of what makes it your your space to create, what kind of time, like what time of day, lighting, music, anything you want to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so primarily, like it's like a wood shop, metal shop kind of space. Um, luckily, I have like I said the luxury of using like the art studio building um, at the school I work at. So even some of the other like drawing studios are just like big open spaces that I have access to over the summer, which is nice. So usually working in, in those spaces, um, I like to get outside and like if I'm carving like wood, um, usually it's obviously easier to clean up the sawdust so I can work outside, but yeah. being out of the sunlight's really nice. Yeah. Um, I usually like having like music blasting, like, um, yeah, it depends on my mood if I'm like, we're really getting in the zone. Um, have yeah. something like loud and heavy or going or then sometimes more calm if I'm just like kind of gluing pieces together yeah um, so it's kind of like whatever I'm doing that day is mm-hmm. kind of the music I'll switch to or even like podcasts like if I'm just kind of doing um, more s- slower work without using power tools I'll just put yeah. like podcasts on and kind of listen to those um, yeah. but yeah so that's that's typically it's typically the uh, awesome. studio yeah. process very cool. Yeah. And then sort of the last question I have for you, which is kind of a hefty one. So take it in whatever way you, you'd like, but um, it's kind of what it, would you say is the ultimate goal for your art? Like, what do you want it to mean or be? Uh, what do you want it to mean to the audience, essentially? Yeah. So I think my ultimate goal like, is just to have my work like out in the world and have people like cherishing it and looking after it, um, have it be something that like lives, um, lives on, like beyond my life. Yeah. Um, and I think like I've been, as I've been growing as an artist and like researching other artists and discovering other artists, I find these other artists that really align with, um, again, that kind of multidisciplinary um, practice that I have yeah. where some artists will only just make paintings and like that's, that's their kind of mode. But like with me, I'm like constantly always making things um, that really interest me. Um, and I find, I've, found other artists that are like in similar veins um one recently i came across his name is jb blunk and he probably primarily made sculpture but he was doing a lot of wood sculpture and then like ceramic stuff a lot of earthy materials um and he was making these really amazing sculptures but then in the book he was also like making jewelry and like again more utilitarian like sculptural objects so like different cups and um plates and things that would be used like household items but they were still you could recognize that like his style like it lined up with his sculpture um and I just find myself like more and more in in that vein where I'm like I like creating just like sculptures but I also like creating I think like furniture and other objects that are like go into a a a living space um that sort of 
connect with the sculptures, even if they're not directly sculptural themselves. Yeah. Um, and often, and I think even more in my research too, like we think of Picasso as like a painter, but in yeah. like Salvador Dali as like a, a, these painters that they, they're these masters that just made paintings and that's what they're known for. But yeah. they, they made like ton, they made plates, they made all kinds of stuff too. If you like research, like other things that were um, obviously easier to sell and a little bit more mass produced, but like people that couldn't afford to buy like a painting, maybe could buy like Picasso's like plate or something like that. Um, which yeah, have right. obviously also increased in value in time too but there were like other objects too but um, so I think like yes yeah, so that's I think that's something that I've really come across in like maybe the last like year or two where I just want to create things that um, have come from me and seem and feel authentic to um, what I'm making and like whatever the, the like the same amount of like um passion and like hard work that goes into a sculpture I'm also making putting that into um, a set of coasters or like cutting boards mm -hmm. or like shelves or something um, and that when you see one of those you'll it'll like connect with the other work